0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, August 12th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, inmates in Missouri prisons are overdosing on illegal drugs like heroin and fentanyl. Some prison employees say staff are bringing in drugs and selling them, often without legal consequences.
1: We call it getting walked out. If you leave now, you know you're not going to get your unemployment, obviously. But you know you get to leave. No muss, no fuss, no paper trail.
0: St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports on drug overdoses in Missouri prisons. First the news. Highway 63 is the deadliest road in Missouri. That's according to a new report. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All tells us a Rolla area lawmaker wants more funding to make that road safer. Highway 63, which stretches from the Iowa-Arkansas borders and runs through Rolla, had a higher percentage of fatal crashes than any other Missouri road over the past decade. State Representative Don Mayhew of Crocker says it would take $300 million to upgrade 63 to a four-lane highway. He says the more practical goal is safety upgrades. Those would be some intersection improvements and some passing lanes. Not the ideal, of course, but I think if we can figure out some way to get uh, these $20 million worth of improvements funded, uh, then I think it's going to help the situation a lot. Mayhew says even that lower price tag will be a tough sell in tight budget times, but he will try to break those upgrades into smaller projects. In Ralla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois' top agriculture official is hoping farmers will soon be able to get more help from Congress. Director of Agriculture John Sullivan says it's rare to have the entire state declared an agricultural disaster, but that's just what the USDA did last week because of the incredibly wet spring. You know, when you have all 102 counties, the entire state of Illinois, the number one soybean producer, the number two corn producer in the entire country being impacted by the way that we are, hopefully that's gonna send a message to them that uh, we, they, agriculture could use some additional help down the road. Beyond the weather, farmers are also hurting from the trade war with China. The USDA says agricultural exports to China fell by more than half since 2017. BioSTL is moving into a new location this week in the Cortex Innovation District. St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff recently took a tour of the historic former post-dispatch printing plant, which is now dedicated to growing the bioscience industry.
1: When I visited the BioSTL building a few weeks ago, construction workers were still putting together the final touches on the $44 million development project. About half of the 80,000 square foot space will be occupied by the BioSTL employees and the BioGenerator Labs. BioSTL president and CEO Don Rubin says about 60 startups will begin operating in the labs, with room for up to 90.
0: This building is allowing our startup engine to grow, which means we're going to create even more startups that are going to demand more affordable laboratory space if we want to keep them in this district and we want to keep them in St. Louis.
1: Rubin says the rest of the building will fill out with other companies in the biosciences, including two graduates of the biogenerator, Confluence Discovery Technologies and Arch Oncology. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: Prison is supposed to be a carefully controlled environment where everything is screened before it comes inside. And yet, there have been more than 400 drug overdoses in Missouri prisons in the last two years. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, employees say internal corruption is part of the problem. She started by talking with the daughter of one inmate who overdosed.
1: Destiny Hudson has stacks of letters from her dad. The 25-year-old has been collecting them for almost her entire life. Pages and pages of neat cursive with hand-drawn animals in the margins. At
0: the beginning of every, like, letter... How my baby girl doing? And then, you know, I miss you. I can't wait to come home. Um, Take care of your mother.
1: They often talked on the phone and sometimes she'd sing his favorite songs. He remembered the names of her friends. And when Hudson had a rough day at school, he was there to listen. He was just interested in me, like wanted to know how I was and like what I didn't know, what I liked. He was very invested. But those letters and phone calls stopped coming last year after her dad, Donald Hudson, died of a drug overdose at Missouri Eastern Correctional Center in Pacific. He's one of more than 430 inmates who have overdosed in Missouri prisons in the last two years. At least five inmates have died after taking substances like heroin and fentanyl. Jacob Riley worked as a corrections officer in the prison where Hudson died for about seven years. And in that time, he says he personally saw at least eight inmates overdose. It's certainly a little scary to see somebody dying in front of you. It's going to be a little disturbing to see somebody with a, a super purple face whose tongue is hanging out of his mouth, breathing like it sounds like he's trying to breathe through a wet paper bag, you know. Drugs can get inside prisons through different routes, visitors, mail, even by drone. But there's another way, corrupt staff. I spoke with seven former and current Missouri Department of Corrections employees for this story, who all said that staff members are smuggling drugs into the prisons and selling them, often with no legal consequences. When an employee is caught bringing in contraband at Missouri Eastern Correctional Center, Riley says that person is brought to the warden's office and asked to resign. We call it getting walked out. If, if you leave now, you know, you're not going to get your unemployment, obviously, but you, know, you get to leave. No muss, no fuss, no paper trail. A current employee said staff members are rarely prosecuted for bringing in drugs because the DOC doesn't want the publicity. We're not using the employee's name to protect their job. They cited several examples of staff, such as kitchen and maintenance workers, who brought contraband inside the prison in Pacific, including an employee caught smoking marijuana with inmates earlier this year. The question is, why are prison staff risking their jobs to sell drugs to inmates? Bill Schmutz worked in corrections for more than 30 years. The retired deputy warden of Algoa Correctional Center in Jefferson City says a big part of the problem is low pay. Missouri corrections officers are the second lowest paid in the nation, making just over $31,000 per year. The low pay definitely contributes to it makes a person more susceptible. The state approved a 3% pay increase for prison employees this year, which is set to go into effect in January. Schmutz, who speaks on behalf of the Missouri Corrections Officers Association, says that's a step in the right direction. But there's more to this problem than money. Five years ago, the DOC lowered the hiring age for officers from 21 years old to 19. Schmutz says these young hires are particularly vulnerable to being manipulated by inmates. It starts off small, you break a little rule, bring cigarettes in, now they got the hook in you. Now it's bring drugs in, bring cell phones in put a young person in there with limited life skills, life experience, it's just like leading sheep to the wolves. At least one officer, Barbara Ward, was arrested in 2017 for trying to smuggle heroin and methamphetamine into Moberly Correctional Center and was sentenced to five years in prison. Still, it's unclear how the DOC is dealing specifically with the issue of staff bringing drugs into prisons. DOC officials declined multiple interview requests for this story. But in an in an email, spokesperson Karen Poschman said, quote, we don't have definitive data on how contraband enters prisons because sometimes we don't discover the contraband until it's already inside. We went to Governor Parson, whose office ultimately oversees the DOC. After a period of three weeks, his spokesperson also declined to speak with us. David Cloud is with the Vera Institute of Justice, a nonprofit that studies U.S. prisons. He says there's often a lack of transparency when it comes to how drugs get inside prisons, but that across the country, staff are frequently caught with contraband.
0: I would hedge my bets that, you know, in most places, that's probably one, if not the main route the drugs get in.
1: We don't know if that's how Donald Hudson was able to get drugs inside the Pacific prison. Nearly a year after his death, his daughter Destiny is still grieving. She spent years planning for his release, listening to him say the same words over and over. And he just told me, it's okay, just be strong, I'll be home soon. Now she's grappling with the fact that he's not coming home and that he never will. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio.
0: You can read more about our months-long investigation into drug overdoses in Missouri prisons at our website, stlpublicradio.org. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio.